Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy, yeah. Happy holidays, Justin. Yeah, happy we're, holidays to you. We're recording this on December 21st, so it's almost game time. <laughs> <laughs> For those that celebrate, you know, Christmas, uh, happy Hanukkah and other um, such holidays. Yeah, everyone whatever else. holidays you may celebrate. Yeah. I wonder if there are any... Can you remember any good Star Trek holidays? Uh, I know Wookiee Life Day and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Festivus. Oh, um, yeah, they celebrate that on every Class M planet. Yep. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about uh, Star Trek Enterprise? Sure, I guess. <laughs> 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 Just kidding, of course, of course, that's what we're here for. That's what people are here to hear us talk about, so. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 1, Episode 4, Strange New World, original air date, October 10th, 2001. Uh, the episode opens in the mess hall. Two humans are eating. Uh, the man is asking how the woman can eat Vulcan cuisine. She responds that it takes a more discriminating palate to appreciate it. Uh, suddenly a light shines through a window. Uh, the two crewmen get up and check it out and they see a planet and they notice a lot of plant life and even some snow on the surface of this mm. planet. It, it looks really earth-like is what I noted. Yes. Uh, as T'Pol says in the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> On the bridge, T'Pol tells the, bridge, uh, tells the crew that the atmosphere is very similar to Earth's. There are no signs of humanoid life. Archer does his due diligence in making sure no one else has claimed the planet first. Then he has Trip per, uh, prepare a shuttle pod. Uh, T'Pol tells Archer about Vulcan protocols. Uh, sending probes down to the surface to collect more detailed scans, and then if the planet were indeed a Minshara class, uh, class M, as they say late in other Star Trek episodes, uh, which means it's suitable for humanoid life, uh, that they would continue surveying from orbit. Uh, the whole process takes about a week, but Archer is really gung-ho about getting his hands dirty and wants to go down to the planet's surface right away. <laughs> surprise, surprise! <laughs> So he has Paul put together a survey team, and then he adds a little jab about assuming it's not a violation of protocol. <laughs> then the opening credits again. The fabulous song plays. Um, yeah, we're never gonna, <laughs> we're never gonna be, get this. Never gonna get old. With us. It's, it's always a fresh new hell. Every time it starts, I'm just like, oh, skip, skip, skip. In the shuttle bay. Uh, the human woman from the opening of the episode tells T'Pol that she tried some Vulcan plomic broth hmm. in an attempt to relate to T'Pol. Uh, this is the same type of soup that Neelix made for Tuvok in the Voyager episode Faces. Oh, yeah, which we just recently watched. Yep. Uh, T'Pol is all business, however. Uh -huh. And, and uh, we learned that the this crewman's Specialty is entomology, and that's why she was chosen for the mission. Uh -huh. The shuttle pod, consisting of Archer, Trip, Mayweather, T'Pol, uh, the entomologist, and the man from the opening of the episode, and some other guy, and Archer's dog, <laughs> uh -huh. land on the planet. Again, 
isn't that like most of the senior crew is landing on this weird planet? Yeah, well, at least this time we've seen some other crew members. Yeah. The episode starts with them, but you're right. I mean, that's basically what we saw last episode. (laughs) The whole senior crew goes somewhere. Uh, It's a clear day, and where they landed looks like a park on Earth. (laughs) I wonder if it was. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. Uh, Tabal immediately starts scanning, but Archer tells her to enjoy herself, and Trip takes a picture of everyone in front of the shuttle pod. And I noted that T'Pol does not smile. <laughs> At least she wasn't blinking when he took it. That would have been really funny, actually. Uh, there is a montage of the various crew members exploring the planet. They're examining the flora and fauna. Archer, Trip, and Mayweather talk about how beautiful the planet is. And Mayweather comments that he couldn't call a place home unless it came with warp nacelles. Uh, okay. He was born and raised in space, in case you in case you forgot. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Mayweather. So Paul calls Archer and asks why he's late to the rendezvous. Back at the shuttle pod, Archer, Trip, and Mayweather finally show up. Tapal tells Archer that she's staying on the planet overnight, and she'd like to have crewmen Cutler and Novakovich stay with her. Trip asks if he and Mayweather can camp out too. Uh, Tapal points out that this is a research mission, not shore leave. But Archer says it can be both. Hmm. Cut to the crew sitting around a campfire at night. Mayweather is telling ghost stories. And, and T'Pol points out the flaws in the story. <laughs> of course. No fun allowed. I know. Killjoy. Uh, the entomologist woman, either Cutler or Novakovich. Again, the show is very bad at telling you who characters are right mm-hmm. away. Well, at least, yeah. At, at least we don't find out until later. She points to where the Earth's sun is located in the night sky. Uh, the man from earlier, again, either Cutler or Novakovich, uh, <laughs> gets a headache and he decides to go to bed early. And suddenly a storm kicks up and uh, cut to the Enterprise crew in their tents. And the man thinks he hears something outside and Trip finds a bug crawling around in his sleeping bag. First, he asks for Mayweather's shoe so he can squash it. Then he wants to stun it with a phase pistol. <laughs> I actually thought this was pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, Tapal sees the commotion and calls Trip. Uh, Trip and Mayweather's tent starts coming loose. So Trip tells Tapal that they're going to have to go to the cave that she found earlier. Back on the Enterprise, uh, Reed goes to Archer's quarters. He's throwing a water polo ball as he enters. Reed tells Archer that there's a windstorm on the planet's surface and that he has a shuttle pod ready because he recommends getting the survey team out of there. Archer calls to Paul and she says that a landing, that landing a shuttle pod would be difficult. Uh, they're going to wait it out in the cave until the winds die down. And uh, Archer tells Reed to keep the shuttle pod on standby just in case. In the cave, the survey team discovers that they left the food packs at the campsite, so Mayweather volunteers to go back and get them. Uh, Mayweather is braving the storm, and he manages to grab a food pack before it flies away. He then looks up, and and uh, he thinks he sees Trip walking in the distance. Uh, when Mayweather returns to the cave, he asks if anyone was outside, and Trip says no. Uh, they think Mayweather is telling another ghost story, but he tells them that he saw three people. T'Pol runs a scan and finds no other humanoids other than the survey team. The man, uh, Ethan, as we learn, 
he hears voices coming from the back of the cavern, and he's freaking out and wants to leave the cave. He runs off. Uh, Trip and Mayweather go after him with phase pistols in their hands. Uh, T'Pol grabs a phase pistol herself and goes further into the cave to find out if someone is indeed back there. T'Pol is scanning the cave. Meanwhile, Trip and Mayweather are out in the storm looking for Ethan. Uh, Trip sees a humanoid appear out of a rock. They conclude that because the aliens are part of the rocks, that's why the aliens weren't showing up on their scanners. Uh, back in the cave, the entomologist also hears voices coming from somewhere in the cave. Uh, she hears, or she heads towards their origin. Back outside, Trip and Mayweather almost fall into a massive chasm. Uh, cut back to the cave, the entomologist sees T'Pol talking to some aliens. She asks T'Pol who she was talking to, and T'Pol says she wasn't talking to anyone because there's no one there. On the Enterprise, Archer is listening to Tripp's call. Tripp says that they lost Novakovich. So now we know the guy's name is Ethan Novakovich. <laughs> uh, and that there's some sort of life form on the planet. Uh, Tripp and Mayweather return to the cave and tell T'Pol that Archer is coming to get them. Tripp says that al- the aliens live in the rocks. T'Pol says that the rocks are just rocks. But Cutler, the entomologist, says T'Pol is lying because she saw T'Pol talking to them. Uh, in a shuttle pod, Archer and Reed are trying to find Ethan Novakovich. Ethan is freaking out. He doesn't recognize Archer's voice, and he tells them to go to hell. <laughs> in the cave, T'Pol sticks to her story that she hasn't seen any aliens. Uh, I noted that the camera is all handheld at this point, which heightens the tension. Mm-hmm. Trip says that he liked to believe her, but Vulcans have held back information from humans in the past, so she might be doing the same now. Uh, Archer calls Trip and tells him that they're landing and that they should get to the landing zone. Archer tries to land, but the wind is too intense. The shuttle pod scrapes a rock formation, which damages the vessel. Reed tells them that they can't safely land in this weather with the uh, damage the pod has has sustained. So they fly back to the Enterprise. Archer tells Trip that they have to wait until the storm passes and that if they encounter any aliens, uh, try to make first contact. <laughs> you know, nice aliens. The survey team returns to the cave. Trip demands answers from T'Pol. Uh, Mayweather tells them that they're running low on water. T'Pol points out that there's water further into the cave, but uh, Cutler says it might be a trap. Trip pulls a face pistol onto Paul and takes her pistol from her. So things are getting a little uh, dicey with these people here. Mm-hmm. Back on the Enterprise, they're trying to hail Novakovich again. His vital signs aren't good, uh, so they have no choice but to use the transporter to get him. Reed encounters a problem, however. Uh, there's too much debris in the matter stream. And so when Ethan does appear on the transporter pad, he's melded with leaves and branches. Yes. It's pretty gross. <laughs> uh, in the cave, Trip is getting more paranoid, accusing T'Pol of a conspiracy. Uh, T'Pol says she learned a lot about human behavior, and under stress, they become more volatile. 
Uh, Trip says Sabal is trying to sabotage the mission in a conspiracy with the rock aliens to kill the Enterprise crew just six weeks into their mission. Uh, and when the story reaches Earth, it'll prove that the Vulcans were right and that humans weren't ready to explore the stars. Uh, T'Pol starts losing her cool, too. In sickbay, Dr. Phlox is fixing up Novakovich. Uh, Phlox tells Archer that Novakovich's bloodstream is filled with a psychotropic compound known mm-hmm. for its hallucinatory effects. Phlox says that the compound is usually found in, a, in the pollen of a flower, and the Enterprise's sensors may not have been calibrated to detect it. Reed suggests that the windstorm kicked up the pollen. Archer calls to Paul, and she tells him that Trip has a phase pistol pointed at her. Trip tells Archer about T'Pol's conspiracy, and Archer tries to explain to Trip that the survey team has been exposed to a psychotropic compound. Archer tells them to go deeper in the cave and that the psychotropic compound will wear off in a few hours. He orders Trip to put down his weapon, which he does. Uh, Trip tries to get Mayweather's help, but Mayweather is freaked out by Trip. Uh, Trip again accuses T'Pol of being shady. She responds in Vulcan. Uh, Trip fires up the wall and starts talking to a rock. <laughs> While he's distracted, T'Pol grabs a phase pistol, and she and Trip get locked in a standoff. On Enterprise, Reed tells Archer that they won't be able to land a shuttle pod for another nine hours. Just then, Phlox calls Archer to sickbay. In sickbay, Novakovich is unconscious. The psychotropic compound has a toxin in it, and it looks like Novakovich may die. Uh, in the cave, Tripp and T'Pol are still in a standoff, as Mayweather and Cutler are almost unconscious. Uh, Archer calls to Paul and tells them that Novakovich may be dying and that they need to treat the survey team immediately. Uh, he's going to beam down an antidote and they must inoculate themselves as soon as possible. Uh, T'Pol speaks Vulcan, which Hoshi translates. Uh, T'Pol says that Trip is going to kill her. Archer tries to reason with Trip, but it doesn't work because Trip starts seeing rock people appear. Uh, Archer plays along with Trip's solution to buy some time. Reed beams down the antidote to the cave. Uh, Archer tells Trip that the, that the whole thing was a top secret mission to make contact with a silicon based life form, and T'Pol was the only one granted clearance to speak with them. Uh, Hoshi tells T'Pol in Vulcan to play along, and Archer orders Trip to lower his weapon. Uh, T'Pol stuns him with her phase pistol. T'Pol then grabs the antidote and administers it to the mostly unconscious survey team. Mayweather tries to resist, but T'Pol uses the Vulcan nerve pinch on him. Oh, yeah. After the storm has passed, Trip wakes up. Uh, T'Pol gives him some water and tells him that she shot him. Uh, she tells the survey team that there were no rock people and that she was merely playing along to get him to put down his weapon she also says that Archer told her that Novakovich is going to be fine Uh, the shuttle pod lands and the survey team walks towards it as the episode ends there you go there you go so it was kind of like the plot to um, M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Except that the well, spoiler alert: the the trees weren't uh, you know doing this on purpose. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting episode because they were making first contact with an alien, but then it turned out surprise, surprise, mm-hmm. there were no aliens. There were actually, yeah. It reminded me of. Well, at first I thought, wow, there's nothing really happened in this episode. And, you know, maybe it's because I'm just used to more kind of elaborate plots uh, in sci-fi. But, you know, after watching it and then, you know, thinking about it in preparation for this episode, um, I thought, you know, it really was a lot more like a original series Star Trek episode. Yes. Um, it's very much something that would happen. They would go to a planet. There'd be some weird thing. Um, you know, there are episodes of that series where crew members started turning on each other for, you know, some weird reason. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it was, it wasn't a bad episode and it, it wasn't an amazing episode, but I mean, it, it was, it was just a good, good episode. Okay. Episode. Yeah. Um, I made some notes. I thought some, th- a couple things were kind of interesting or, and or weird. Uh, first of all, he brings his dog mm-hmm. to the, down there. Um, you know, I just have to think that, you know, isn't there some give and take with the, you know, going to a new planet for the first time? Like, you're already going to be introducing human bacteria, <laughs> but now you're also bringing a dog. Um, I thought it was interesting also that uh, T'Pol says you should scan the, or basically send probes down and scan the planet, and that takes seven days. I don't know if I'm in, like, listening to a lot of like things about uh, world religions and stuff, but I was like, wait, that sounds kind of like biblical. Like, like seven day, and on the seventh day, they went down and introduced themselves or something. Um, yeah, uh, there was. Oh, by the way, there was a line um, about um, Porthos being going where no dog had gone before. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I just I felt like there was not really there was no character development really at all in the episode, but it's still you know it was a Interesting little little twist that there were actually no aliens, but I don't know about you, but I kind of guessed something weird was going on. Oh, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because they were acting, it wasn't just that they were seeing things, that they were seeing these aliens, but it they were also acting really weird, too. Yes. Uh, I think it was, it was pretty obvious, but um, I think it was cool that they introduced a couple new crewmen. Um, I also think it was... I mean, not necessarily interesting, but they're continuing the whole uh, human-Vulcan strained relations mm-hmm. um, storyline. Yeah, it's very kind of central. Oh, I was going to say, we also we didn't have uh, Hoshi being annoying. Well, so she was good. barely doing anything in this right, episode. Right, right. I mean, she used... You, you kind of had... Um, you know, it was one of those things, I feel like, where they had to show that uh, there's a reason for having this linguistics expert on the mission because she could speak to to paul in vulcan (laughs) i thought it was kind of cold how uh the the crew member uh had kind of gone out of her way to you know get to know to paul and you know have that vulcan cuisine so that she could understand vulcans a little better and then to paul was just like whatever i'm all business yeah i mean that's her defining characteristic right now yeah as yeah, that she's totally Vulcan. Yeah, I don't know if she'll she'll ever soften up, but I guess we'll see. Uh, I think that's her character arc throughout this entire series is to get her to 
lighten up. Be a little more human. Mm-hmm. At least be a little more like Tuvok, <laughs> who was willing to bend the rules. That's right. Mm-hmm. See, Tuvok learned his lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot happened in this episode, but I was interested throughout, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's pretty good. Um, I, I liked it more than the previous episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it was still like, kind of like I said, it, I felt like it was still a sort of simple, really simple story. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the previous episode. The previous episode was basically they find a ship adrift, <clears throat> there are bodies on it, the people that, you know, are doing this to the crew members of the ship come back, the end kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and then this one was kind of, you know, they go down to a planet, they start seeing things, it turns out to be a hallucinogen, the end. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, some episodes where there's maybe a little more, um, you know, I think maybe part of it too is that I'm, I'm so used to next generation where, you know, there's always something, there's always some kind of big question. There's, you know, how are we going to deal with this situation? I mean, not always, but, you know, definitely a lot of episodes where they're, they get themselves into some situation where they're, you know, they're all tested somehow and they have to make the right decision. And, you know, Picard has to question you know, his beliefs or, you know, something, <laughs> something a little deeper. Um, and, and so far this has been, you know, oh, well, we're going to go out and explore these worlds and, and see what happens. So. Well, I mean, this is the first time they explored a new world, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I would like them to get back to the temporal cold war storyline mm-hmm. that they started in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that's going to happen. Yeah. Cause it was, it was, Unlike something, um, for instance, on Voyager with the whole, you know, uh, rift between the Maquis and the Federation crew members, um, which was kind of, you know, it was there, but not really firmly, you know, established in the first season. That it felt like, you know, just because of the events of the pilot, that this whole temporal Cold War thing is very much a real thing. Like, it's, it's definitely, it feels like it's definitely heading somewhere, or felt like at least. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something up. There's something going on, and you just, you know that they're going to come back to it at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, this is just the first few episodes. They're still trying to find their footing. Mm-hmm. And then, as you pointed out before we started recording, um, this was written before the show had started airing. Yeah, it, it may have even been before they had a pilot. So, it was a very, I guess I would say that, that this episode and the, and the previous one really do have a sort of stand, a really standalone feeling. Um, and, and they, they feel like, you know, the writers were told, oh, well, there's going to be a character that can speak alien languages. There's going to be a character that's a Vulcan. Um, and there are going to be these other characters. And then they kind of said, well, what kind of story can we do that involves a Vulcan? <laughs> and involves someone who could speak Vulcan. <laughs> so, there you go. A and Vulcan God. and some humans enter a cave. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a beginning of a joke. But it's a Star Trek episode. Woo! Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess there's not a whole lot more to say about this episode. Um, yeah. It was a basic episode, but... Like I know. said, I was interested throughout, but... Uh-huh. It wasn't... It didn't blow me away or anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely better than the last episode. Oh, yeah. By a long way, because mm-hmm. at least I wasn't annoyed by any characters. Right. You weren't like, ah, can this please end? Can we move <laughs> on to episode four now? Uh, next week, 
uh, episode, or maybe not next week because that's Christmas time. But yeah, the holidays. Well, we'll have to decide. Yeah, whenever we come back. <laughs> next episode. The next episode will be unexpected. Hmm. That's the I title. I didn't expect that. That's the title. Uh, it's unexpected. Uh, oh, the title of the Enterprise episode. Yeah. It's we're not just gonna you know start talking about ds9 or something because <laughs> that would be unexpected or it'd be unexpected if we start talking about sons of anarchy right something like that yeah we're gonna start talking about star wars oh, uh, like we don't already happy life day everyone <laughs> yeah happy holidays everyone and uh, we'll talk to you next time yeah see you bye <laughs>